From the campus of Harvard Medical School, this is Think Research, a podcast devoted to the stories behind clinical research. I'm Abby. And I'm Brendan, and we're your hosts. Think Research is brought to you by Harvard Catalyst, Harvard University's Clinical and Translational Science Center. And by NCATS, the National Center for Advancing Translational Sciences. Several factors are known to cause chronic lung injuries. Autoimmune diseases, viruses, and exposures to hazardous materials can lead to scarring of the lung tissue called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF. According to the American Lung Association, around 50,000 new cases of IPF are diagnosed each year. Treatments are available, but the field is decades behind other areas of medicine. Now, Dr. David Lagares and his lab are developing antifibrotic drugs to target scar tissue and slow or even reverse the progression of IPF. David Lagares is an assistant professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, a principal investigator at the Center for Immunology and Inflammatory Diseases at the Massachusetts General Hospital, and director of the Matrix and Mechanobiology program at the MGH Fibrosis Research Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lagares. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, your lab's goal is to understand the balance between tissue regeneration and fibrosis after injury. What is fibrosis and how is it different from regeneration? That's a really good question. So what's the difference between fibrosis and regeneration? And um, uh, to understand this, we have to understand how uh, organs regenerate following an injury. Uh, what we know is that um, the ability of organs to uh, regenerate declines with age. And in this process, what happens is that um, tissue injury, and um, in the context of chronic tissue injury in age uh, individuals, can shift the physiological tissue repair program from adaptive repair or regeneration towards maladaptive abnormal wound healing responses, which are characterized by um, collagen deposition or scar tissue deposition, uh, what we call fibrosis. And this buildup of scar tissue ultimately results in distortion of the organ architecture leading to uh, organ failure and death of patients with uh, this type of diseases we call fibrotic diseases, death. So in this regard, organ fibrosis is a lethal outcome of a number of human uh, diseases characterized by scar tissue deposition, such as uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, liver cirrhosis, chronic kidney disease, and desmoplastic tumors, such as pancreatic adenocarcinoma. So uh, together, uh, treating this fibrosis is a major unmet clinical uh, need in regenerative medicine. So um, in this regard, my laboratory is carrying, currently uh, investigating novel therapeutic uh, strategies aiming at reducing this fibrosis, this scar tissue, and promoting the regeneration of chronically damaged organs. So we have a particular focus on the lungs. So you just mentioned you're studying the lungs. Um, what are some examples of lung injury that deteriorate the tissue and lead to chronic fibrosis, and how does it happen? Yeah, these, these type of diseases, we call them uh, glob, uh, generally as pulmonary fibrosis and can be caused by a multitude of factors, uh, including viral infections, long-term exposure by, to toxins or pollutants such as asbestos fibers or silica dust, 
or even in response to radiation therapy, which is used to, for the treatment of lung and breast cancer. But in most cases, pulmonary uh, doctors cannot point, pinpoint uh, what's causing the problem, and in this case, we call it idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is the most common form. And it is estimated that at least uh, uh, 500,000 people in the U.S. are living with uh, pulmonary fibrosis at the moment. Regarding the mechanisms driving this disease, the uh, molecular pathogenesis of lung fibrosis remains poorly understood. And what we know is that uh, all these insults, uh, viral infections or toxins, can cause severe damage to the tissue around the air sacs, the alveoli, right? Speci specifically, uh, chronic damage to alveolar epithelial cells uh, can result in pathological inflammation and the initiation of a fibrogenic reaction leading to scar tissue deposition within the alveoli. Um, ultimately, this uh, scar deposition within the alveoli makes it more difficult for your lungs to work properly by blocking oxygen, oxygen to pass into the bloodstream. Um, as lung fibrosis worsens, you become progressively more short of breath, which uh, eventually results in respiratory failure and death. So currently there, are, um, there is no cure for pulmonary fibrosis, and there are only, there are only two medicines, uh, pyrfenidone and nintedanib, that have been recently FDA approved for the treatment of pulmonary fibrosis. The problem is that um, um, these drugs, uh, can, although they can decline the rate of progression of IPF, they cannot halt, stop the disease progression. So at the moment, uh, and for this reason at the moment, lung transplant remains the only option for longer term survival and improving quality of life of these patients. Mm. Um, so to avoid lung replacements, drugs have been developed in recent years to treat fibrosis, as you, as you mentioned. Um, what were some issues with these developments and what were some common misconceptions around chronic lung injury and inflammation? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, it has been thought for a long time that lung fibrosis results from chronic inflammation, pneumonitis. So based on this premise, uh, pharmaceutical companies have run a number of clinical trials over the last uh, 15 years testing the efficacy of anti-inflammatory drugs such as uh, prednisone or azathioprine for the treatment of lung fibrosis. Unfortunately, the results came out negative, and, but not only that, we also learned that um, in a significant number of patients, anti-inflammatory therapy can also worsen lung fibrosis and increase mortality. So upon these results, the field has shifted from testing anti-inflammatory drugs to the development of what we call anti-fibrotic therapies. So these are new strategies aimed at treating fibrosis by targeting scar-forming cells called myofibroblasts, which are cells responsible for the synthesis and deposition of scar tissue in pathological fibrosis. Um, as I mentioned before, pyrfenidone and intedanib are currently the gold standard treatment for IPF. However, the mechanism of action of these drugs remains poorly understood and their side effects are quite significant. And more importantly, the lung architecture and function cannot be regained with this treatment. So our hope is that one day we can develop therapies that are not only slow down fibrosis progression, but also regain lung function. In other words, we can regenerate the fibrotic lungs. How is your lab taking a different approach to antifibrotic drugs? So we uh, believe that uh, we have to target the effector cells in, in fibrosis, the so-called myofibroblasts. These are mesenchymal cells and the ultimate culprits responsible for uh, excessive synthesis and deposition of scar tissue. 
And it is worth noting that uh, although these cells were identified over uh, 40 years ago, it is little is known about the molecular mechanisms driving the activation and persistence of these cells in fibrotic tissues. So my laboratory has recently identified a novel profibrotic factor called Efrin B2 that promotes the hyperactivation of these myofibrolas during the uh, initiation of lung fibrosis. So we have found that uh, the expression of this factor uh, appears to be abrolated more than 20 times in the alveoli of patients with pulmonary fibrosis. Our results indicate that um, accumulation of this protein in the air sacs um, promotes a rapid activation of these myofibrolas and lung fibrosis in mice, and accordingly, mice deficient, transgenic mice deficient in Efrin B2 are fully protected from lung fibrosis in preclinical models, uh, suggesting that uh, Efrin B2 might be a novel therapeutic target for the treatment of uh, organ fibrosis. We have recently shown that um, um, that neutralizing antibodies against Efrin B2, uh, which would be a type of biologic therapy, can block the activity of this protein and deactivate uh, uh, myofibrolas from patients with pulmonary fibrosis. And in this process, what happens is that uh, when we block Efrin B2, myofibrolasts, which are um, scar-forming cells, can get reprogrammed into scar-resolving cells. That means we are reprogramming their phenotype from pathological cells promoting uh, scar tissue deposition into cells that can degrade the matrix. And that's important because that would lead to fibrosis reversion or regression, which is important for ultimately regenerate the organ. So, um, in other words, what this type of drug would be doing is reprogramming the myofibrolas to get rid of the scar tissue, and in this way, uh, fibrosis would resolve and the organ perhaps regenerate. Based on these findings, I have recently co-founded uh, Media Therapeutics, a Nobel biotech company in Cambridge, with the mission of developing innovative uh, antifibrotic therapies. Besides the, um, the activated myofibrolas, my laboratory is also exploring a second therapeutic strategy aimed at removing, uh, eliminating these cells from the lungs. And we know that myofibrolas undergo apoptosis, a form of uh, cellular suicide during the regeneration of damaged livers, for example. Uh, in other words, they have to die in order for the liver to regenerate. So the issue here is that uh, this cell death program is not executed in the context of uh, fibrotic disorders, leading to myofibrous persistence and the initiation of fibrosis. Um, my laboratory uh, has recently identified the uh, molecular mechanisms that promote um, or promote myofibrous survival and evasion of the apoptotic program. And um, our results indicate that um, a protein named uh, BCLXL maintains survival of myofibrous in fibrosis, suggesting that a therapeutic targeting of this protein BCLXL may restore apoptosis in myofibrolasta. In this regard, we have shown that a medicine called Navidoclax, which uh, directly targets BCLXL protein, rapidly induces myofibrolas apoptosis in vitro. And more importantly, this is associated with reversion of established fibrosis in mice in vivo. What is truly remarkable is that um, the scar tissue in the lungs seems to melt once the myofibrolas are eliminated from the tissue with this medicine, Navidoclax. We are currently investigating we are, what are the cellular and molecular events following myofibrolas apoptosis that may lead to lung regeneration with this medicine. Um, so we've talked a bit about your work and what you're doing now, but what led you to become interested in this field? 
I think at the, uh, the answer is obvious at this point. Uh, there is a huge unmet clinical need for new and more effective uh, treatments for fibrotic diseases. And even now, um, any medical student will tell you that a fibrosis is an irreversible process leading to end stage uh, organ failure. Uh, that's what you learn from textbooks. Um, the problem is this field is literally 20 years behind immunology or 30 years behind uh, tumor biology. We barely know which cells are involved in fibrotic diseases or the genetic programs leading to tissue fibrogenesis. So my laboratory and others are just beginning to understand uh, these mechanisms promoting fibrosis in multiple organs and proving that targeting these processes in mouse models might not only halt uh, fibrosis but also reverse it. So it is clear that fibrosis research is an emerging uh, field that will bring novel therapeutic strategies to effectively combat uh, organ fibrosis. So at least to me, it is a very exciting and fascinating area of research. How do you hope this research improves treatment or various lung injuries and secondary conditions? Yeah. The key point here is that um, treatments that slow down fibrosis progression are not necessarily effective in restoring organ function. and. Um, to regain function, the scar tissue needs to be removed or replaced with uh, healthy tissue in a controlled manner. So we believe that uh, this will be possible with a more advanced antifibrotic therapy. And for example, um, in, there is clear evidence in humans that a, treatments, uh, a treatment of hepatitis C infection in stage two or three results in a spontaneous reversion of liver cirrhosis in humans. So the question here is that uh, whether established fibrosis can revert in organs with lower regenerative capacity, such as the lungs, right? And um, another important point is that uh, the molecular mechanisms promoting fibrosis in the lungs or the liver seem to be the same in organs such as the kidney or the heart, suggesting that um, developing antifibrotic therapies for lung fibrosis might also help treating chronic kidney disease or cardiac fibrosis after myocardial infarction. And uh, in addition, antifibrotic agents might also help um, uh, treating desmoplastic tumors such as pancreatic adenocarcinoma, which is characterized by prominent fibrosis surrounding the primary tumor. And this fibrosis, peri peritumoral fibrosis, is uh, quite important for tumor metastasis, uh, something that uh, is now hot in the field. So taken together, these antifibrotic medicines will be able to treat a large number of human diseases that are currently untreatable. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Lagares. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Same here. Thank you very much for having me. Next time on Think Research. They can't afford the free surgery, and what they can't afford actually is primarily the cost of transportation and or the opportunity cost of being away from their farms, their stores, their jobs for the time necessary to have the surgery and the recovery. Mark Schreim discusses his work to understand the hidden cost of surgery. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on iTunes and help us spread the word about the amazing research taking place across the Harvard community. To learn more about the guests on this episode, visit our website, catalyst.harvard.edu slash thinkresearch. Thank you.